Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Let's go back to 2011 with Squidge. Let's look at the World Cup again with Squidge. Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the Squidge Rugby World Cup Retrospective in which we won't be looking at a World Cup, we're still doing a retrospective. Yeah, disclaimer, I have no idea what we're about to talk about in this episode. <laughs> You've just come up to me and basically said, I want to talk to you about something which, yeah. as far as I'm aware, has something to do with Rugby League. Yes. I don't really know anything other than that. So, and you do say come up to us because it's the first time we've recorded in the same room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first time I've actually met you. And funnily enough, we have recorded in the same house before, yeah. but we deliberately <laughs> sat in different rooms. Yeah, because I can't stand the stench of you. Yeah, I know. I can't, yeah, because it's now legal to visit another house. Yeah, so weird, isn't it? So, I've... Well, I've done it. I've come to a different house. It's actually my birthday as we record. Oh, it is as well. Happy it's, birthday, It's man. my birthday. And this is how we want to spend oh, it. You know what? what? Should I go and get your birthday present live on air? No. So you can, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Let's do that another time. Okay. Um, <laughs> that would have been great radio, though. Yeah, because it's rugby related. Oh, uh, okay. Spoilers. Uh, is it a sign, a map to the town rugby? Yes, it is. Okay. So we are here today to discover... To, to talk about my new favourite player of all time. And I discovered him yesterday and I immediately began writing sort of a quiz to do on the podcast or something about this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I thought, no, because the next episode on France is like 10 episodes away and I couldn't wait that long to tell you about it. Because sure. as I say, he is my favourite player of all time now. Okay. 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 Is Are it you... Lionel Boxis? <laughs> no. Just sleeping on him this whole time. Who's the Frenchest player you've ever come across? Probably Lionel Boxis. Lionel Boxis. Any other contenders? Um, the Frenchest player ever. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Jean-Marc Dussant's pretty French. Jean-Marc Dussant. Pascal Pape is pretty because French. Because Jean-Marc Dussant became the only man to win his first cap in the World Cup final. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, for the actual World Cup podcast that we did. But do you want to know who the most French player of all time is? Um, is it André the Giant? No, it is Pouge Albert. <laughs> his first name is Pouge. Pouge. So his first name is actually Robert. Robert, okay. you know. And he went by Pouge. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> he, he became known as... Pouge, because he, it was his... Sur- so, okay, so he was born Robert Albert Pouge. Okay. But when he signed for uh, Carcass or Zon as a teenager... One? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I am fluent I'm, in French, by yeah, the way. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, he was printed in the newspaper de local, which is French oh. for the local newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as Pouge Robert but they got his name wrong. They just put his name the wrong way. <laughs> he just stuck with it. He didn't want to <laughs> he correct just went with wrong. it. He just it's rolled with like, it. Um, uh, Gary Gergich in Parks and Recreation. Yes, or Dad Pilkey, the author of the, the uh, Captain Fans books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who worked at a pizza shop. His real name Dave. His new name's Dave, but right. there's a printing error in his name badge. And so everyone just called him Dav. Yeah. And he stuck yeah. with it. And so he doesn't mind people calling Dave or Dav. That's a hell of a club of three people. An exclusive <laughs> club. Of including French international Pouge Arbert. So. Sounds like a Captain Underpants character, to be fair. <laughs> he does. He does. So, Pouge Albert, right. <laughs> I, my eyes were first drawn as I scrolled, I looked at his Wikipedia page, okay? Yeah. And 
he was best known for the fact he was known by the nickname Papette, right? Okay. Can you guess why he might be called Papette? No. Um, is it like French for puppet? No. Or is it like a puppet? Like, it's, so... It's a science thing, right? So he was known as Papette because he smoked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this isn't just... When you say he smoked all the time, it's like someone, someone once sent me on Twitter or whatever a story of... They'd been to watch Toulouse as a kid, like right. when they played. They were a Toulouse fan, but they grew up in Italy. Right. Uh, and Toulouse played either Treviso or Zebra in the European Cup. And they went really excitedly to watch them. And they, before, like after the match, they happened to see some of the players hanging out. And they saw Uge and Maxi and Maynard smoking oh, like behind the bike sheds. Oh, maybe it's Fantasy Claire. It was Uge and another player anyway. Right, okay. Um... Of course it was Uge. Yeah, I don't really have Maxime Maidor down as a no. smoker. Nor Vincent Clair. No, Vincent Clair I can see. I, like, I could Vincent see Clair him... hanging out with the cool kids. Yeah, I could see Alexis Palisson being the kind of guy mm. who, after a couple of drinks, is persuaded by Uge. Alexis Palisson owns at least three leather jackets. Yes, he definitely does. <laughs> he does. Yeah. None of them suit him. Yeah, but he yeah, rolls yeah. with it. I tell you what, he's never worn any of them outside his bedroom. He always like looks at himself no. in the mirror and doesn't take them out. No, 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 no. Like twice a year he goes to a nightclub in a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that's Alexis Palisar all over. Um, so no, he's known as Papette because not only did he use he smoke while he was playing, yeah, he used to smoke on the pitch. <laughs> so during stoppages in play, he would keep a, like a roll of fags in his sock, and he'd just take one out and smoke during stoppages. That's incredible. Except for famously in one game against Wigan, he was smoking whilst the scrum was completed. <laughs> So he was a fullback, he was still in at 10, and he caught the ball and ran with it while <laughs> still smoking his hands. That's incredible. This was the first thing I read about this guy. <laughs> it's like, this is already my favourite player. Oh, and the more I read, the more I loved him. That's brilliant. I mean, I've played a lot of third team rugby in my yes. time. So I, feel, I thought I'd played alongside every kind of player. And, you know, <laughs> I've, I've played against, I've played with people who, like, even before, like, league games, because they don't believe in second team rugby. Mm. Uh, we'll have a pint before the yeah, match, sure, or we'll bring sure. port with them, just because it's like, no, 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 I can't do this serious stuff. I need to have a, an injection of something before the match, or you know, have a fag in the warm up, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But never have I experienced carrying the ball in one hand and a fag in the other. That's an incredible, heroic because bit of rugby. he's French. Yes, right. Okay, <laughs> so do you know why he played rugby league? Um, you know nothing about him, but... No, no. So, his dad, when he was a kid, tried to take him to play rugby union. Okay. And he loved it, but he hated his dad, so he started to play league instead. <laughs> <laughs> what a bastard. I know. Well, literally, because he's disowning his dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Again, so French. So French. <laughs> Everything about this man is so French. I like to think he still keeps in touch with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> just did that to spite him and then keep him hanging on the thread just so he could keep knowing yeah. that his kid plays that the rugby league. What... He went on to be, he is considered France's greatest all-time rugby league player. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Say, rugby league's not very big in France. It's no, large, it, is it? It, oh, there's a whole thing about it was during the Second World War. It was right. like outlawed by the Nazis and it was basically the Nazis are due to why rugby league isn't big in France. Apart okay. from Catalan. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he took it up as like, as a, <laughs> as an F.U. to his dad. That's incredible. Which is amazing. 
Um, and that's where it takes him, France. Like, there's a statue of him outside a rugby league ground. You know, like he's okay. he's pretty much like, the biggest wow. rugby league player. And um, he was Pepette. Pepette. <laughs> this the smoking man. Uh, he like, and in a note of like he. You know, like, you look at Serge Blanco now, yeah, and he looks like he ate Serge Blanco in yeah, his playing career. Yeah, yeah, the Maradona effect. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He is six times the size. Yeah. Uh, Pepette did that by the end of his career. So he stopped, during most of his playing career, he was about nine stone. Okay. By the end of it. Did you say he was like a fly-off equivalent? He was a, he was a fullback. He was a fullback. Okay, fullback, yeah. He was a fullback. Uh, I don't know need to stand very well, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so yeah, he, fullback, a nine stone for most of his career, you know, played in, yeah. not the amateur era, but the... The okay, early yeah, era, you know. Yeah. That would have been amateur in a union. Yeah. Um and the, the era in which amateur rugby union players were quite easily coming across the league. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. So by the end of his career, he'd more than doubled in weight. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Did he move positions or? Uh he still played in the back, so I think right. so I think he was still probably playing maybe centre, but yeah. still. So you mentioned he's a fullback, and another great bit of trivia, and this is something I feel deeply in my heart as someone that's played you know, a chunk of rugby at fullback. Yeah. He had this habit of sometimes if a player missed an easy tackle, he would let the opposition player score because he felt... <laughs> exactly. He felt it wasn't the fullback's job to tackle. He's such a bitch, isn't he? <laughs> he would just let them run past him and score because he's like, well, it wasn't my tackle to make. You should have made it. So like, if the winger let the guy run past him, he'd just go, no, I'm just going to let him score. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of... You know that that character in Arrested Development who has one arm, where they yes. pull him out to teach people lessons about yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why you always ring ahead or whatever it is. That's why you always make your tackles, and he's there, you know, stubbing out his left winger with a fag yeah. <laughs> on his forehead. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. It's probably off like lighting one as he's yeah. waiting. The guy runs past, and he's just like, "Is that guy smoking? <laughs> is this like a streaker? <laughs> What's going on?" So his story gets Frencher yet. So, as I oh, mentioned, wow. he was an incredibly talented rugby league player, right? And <laughs> he set the, still to this day, the record in rugby league of 18 kicks out of 18 in a test match. Okay. Right, uh, France against Australia. Okay. Okay. That's a so lot of kicks. It's incredible, yeah. Like, that's that's a lot. Holy discipline. There's a there's a story as well about one of them, um, and I would get the anecdote, word for word, yeah. which is apparently, like, virtually impossible. So he... In a game against Australia at the Sydney Cricket Ground, uh, he placed the ball where the corner post usually stands, and with a remarkable kick, curved it round between the goal posts. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that was... So he kicked 17 kicks by that point. And then he just did that to just show <laughs> just off. Just on his last one, put it on the goal... Removed what the corner flag. What I'm just going to curve the ball around like this I mean, to show off. Fair play if... You know, if you've got the talent like that, then that's a brilliant thing and that's worth praising. But what a fucking prick. I know. Do you want to know the worst thing about this game, though? We've not hit no. the worst thing. About yet. this game. He, okay. at half time, he drank a glass of red wine. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> and the worst thing is, at the time, this was seen as a strain because he'd often have three or four. <laughs> He was a real player. He's not just every stereotype by the okay, French okay, contents. Okay. Hang on. So he nailed this corner flag yeah. kick whilst slightly pissed. Yes. He's Ma- the man Marty Banks aspires to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh. So he would regularly smoke and drink during play. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> no, he'd only drink at half time. He'd only drink at half time. Oh, okay, fair like, enough. He's got yeah, some morals. Exactly, he's not a monster. Yeah. yeah, he needs time for it to digest, you know, get into a system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he usually played better in the second or first half. But not only did he do all of this, mm. but he was one of the fre- renowned as the greatest wrench player ever. Yeah, like, like this statues level good. Could you imagine if Thierry Dusatois <laughs> knocked back Shandy at half time? <laughs> <laughs> if he came out onto that pitch in the second half in 2007, yeah. kind of swaying. The, the stony-faced flanker who is known to not sweat. And, you know, instead he's got other fluids going around his body. That's bizarre. And the the we, quote on yeah. his Wikipedia page, during, during half-time breaks, he was known to drink up to five glasses of red wine. Jesus Christ. That is a mighty amount of wine as well. However, it? I can add to this as well. There's another fact about him that I love yeah right which is that he would do this quite often mm-hmm. which is after scoring a try as his as his celebration yeah again this is incredibly french <laughs> so in his spare time he used to write poetry and send it to newspapers oh my god you're making this up and he would <laughs> he would keep rolled up poems in his sock i knew it was something to do with the sock and he'd write these these poems that he would then place on the trial line, handwritten poems in French, to taunt the opposition in the hope they'd read it in the what? huddle. So like the opposition fullback having, you know, watched him run past because he's like, oh, this fullback isn't proper. Like, you know, I've got to have to yeah, beat yeah, him yeah. and step him. Um, he would then put the ball down and put down next to it a little poem. This feels like, you know... um, in Super Smash Brothers, when you can do like the taunts to, to yeah, other people, exactly, yeah, it feels like that. Yeah, that, you know, he rolls down his sock, brings out the poetry, and hands it to his opposite <laughs> man. Like, could, I also have this image in my mind of like them in their halftime huddle, and the referee coming up to them saying, "All right, lads, everything you're happy with everything," and him being like, "Yeah, it's all good. Can you just hand this to their captain, please?" <laughs> and it's a cap. It's a poem that basically says, "You know, your shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, mood. Yeah. Yeah, what um, rhymes with that? That's, that's I am, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> I am shit. <laughs> Do you yeah. want to know something else truly remarkable? Oh, there's more. He went on to captain France at a rugby league World Cup. Jesus Christ. Imagine this guy as your captain. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, the thing is, right, so 
going back to what you were saying about that try celebration, do you do that every time he scored a try? Not every time, but he'd do okay, it often. Like he did it, he did it, yeah. 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 It yeah. wasn't just like a one-off thing. It was a, he would do it. It was like a habit. Okay, okay. Yeah. And it wasn't just in like small games. It's, no, uh, I, yeah. Uh, no, he'd, done games, it in he'd done it in games for France. He'd done yeah, it in yeah. Games, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's like a mixture of stuff. Because the thing is, right, I was, I was genuinely expecting that like, if he scores a try, if he scores like a great solo try, then he would just like start doing lines off the opposition or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Not picking running lines. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. We're talking but, full John Hardy. So <laughs> the thing is, right, he, so he's the captain. And again, yeah. like imagine pretty so, tight game here. You yeah. know, France playing against, I don't know, Italy, for example. So, I don't yeah, know, okay. yeah. was a similar match to France in rugby league? I don't really know. Uh, France playing Italy. Okay. Let's say score is 9-8 going in at half time. And then he's there going in thinking like, okay, and the vice captain's thinking, right, okay, what we need to improve on? We need to <laughs> improve on taking five tackles and then kicking the ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or whatever tactics are in rugby league. <laughs> I've never played it. Um, and the coach, is, the coach has got this mapped out. Yeah, he yeah. knows what he's doing. The coach then says his bit and then says like, okay, Pooj, over to you, sir. And then he's just there. He's knocked back his third glass of wine. And then he just kind of goes... Uh, and then he just starts mumbling all about he the just place. Just read one of his poems. Yeah, she was as beautiful as when she was sixteen. <laughs> and goes up to the hooker and says, "You're my best friend." He goes up to the hooker and he's a different. Hey, there you go. Because oh, that would be Alley, eh? up his alley. Yeah. Um, he also so he he was France's captain in the inaugural rugby league World Cup in the first rugby league World Cup, nineteen eighty four, and where he in the last few minutes against New Zealand went for a random drop goal just because he wanted to be the first person to score a drop goal in I the, mean, he was the Rugby League World Cup. Well. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, I respect yeah. him going like, I want to be the first person to ever do this. I'm going to do it. People will be quoting me in future World Cups. Exactly. People are bringing me up. It's like, oh, I was the first person to score a drop goal. I've got no idea who scored the first drop goal in the Rugby World Cup. No, me neither. No. But I do in Rugby League now. Yeah, I know Johnny Wilkins scored once. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Because he missed that one against Australia in the last minute, famously. Uh, and then Eddie Jones won the World Cup. He was unsufferable ever since. <laughs> um, that's a lose-lose situation, isn't it? Yeah. Those are most of the, the key points on Pujo okay, Bear. Okay. There's a few points of like, so he he went and signed for Rugby Union because he got bored. Okay. After he got fat. How did um, his dad feel about that? I think his dad was dead by then. I think that's why oh, he went okay. and did it. Oh. <laughs> Such a bastard. No. Classic Pooj. <laughs> Oh, okay, yes. No, there is, there is, as I say, remarkable player for France. Uh, won 46 caps between 1946 and 1956, which okay. is really impressive for the time. Yeah. However, he then went on to retire in 1960, where he then went on to work as a commercial employee for the Paul Richard Company. Right. Uh, whilst also working as kind of a, he was a coach of youth teams. Oh my god! Can you imagine? I was expecting to like, say he became a drug dealer, like underage <laughs> like, drinking encouragement. Compl- yeah, yeah, completely on the other side. Oh yeah, imagine that. Imagine like the tours they went on, the team <laughs> socials with like the He's other fives. Totally the guy who waits outside. You know, like you meet waiting outside a a, a liquor store. Mm. Who goes in and buys sixteen-year-olds drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's that guy. guy. I reckon McLovin plays for his team. <laughs> yes. So. It's weird how I'm, I'm coming out with the film references today, aren't I? I've never seen any films. Yeah. Uh, however, in the late 1980s, finally his habits caught up with him. 
and he was diagnosed with lung cancer. At which point, when he was diagnosed, he shrugged and walked out of the doctor's office. (laughs) (laughs) He he died of a heart attack a few years later in 1994. Rest in peace, Pooj. And the world has been a worse place ever since. Yeah, yeah. He is a true and genuine legend of the game. Yeah. For every possible reason. I, do you think he was basically like the sporting Keith Richards? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. In the whole thing of, you know, every time you smoke, it takes an hour off your life and adds it to Keith Richards. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's the same thing that it adds it to Pouge's France career. It adds another minute. <laughs> Can you imagine someone doing that nowadays in the year of like top-end professional diet plans yeah. <laughs> smoking on the pit yeah yeah <laughs> you've got to respect the hustle in the game there though, haven't I, you i thought you were going to say that keith richards is going to get in the england squad next year absolutely Which could Imagine. happen yeah yeah. <laughs> no, yeah by the way who is 76 and still smokes yeah i <laughs> legend who can blame him he's yeah. getting away with it so that is those are my rundown of facts on pujo do you agree he is the greatest player of all time yeah i think he is i think are you aware of Bootlegger on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Welsh alcoholic guy. Like, it, he reminds me very much of him in that, like, he, he's an alcoholic, but he's like, just everybody embraces it. It's just like, oh, well, everyone has a passion in the world, and his is drinking fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Pooj very much is like, if Bootlegger did live the dream and go on to play for Wrexham and then Wales subsequently, then he would be Pooj. <laughs> That's pretty much what went on, yeah. except he was phenomenally talented, but hated tackling, yeah. which I respect. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like every aspect of that, the commitment to Frenchness, to his national call, there's never been anyone that's made a country as proud as him taking up every single national stereotype. Even the poetry, man. I know. Like, he w- there's no baguettes, but otherwise... I suppose he, he ballooned in weight, so he must have eaten lots of baguettes. That must have been it. Like, he must have just yeah. committed. You know, yeah. going around Parisian cafes, drinking small coffee, and, <laughs> and eating baguettes. Yeah. Whole baguettes in one sitting. Oh, what a hero, man. I like, know, an absolute hero. And the fact that, like, th- that would be funny enough if it was like, oh, you know what, he played, like, top 14 and was a fairly decent player. Like, a kind of like, like an Andy Goode or somebody yeah. like that who, like... Made a decent. I know, not. I said top fourteen. That's rugby union. Wrong bloody sport. But yeah, you know what I mean. But like, you know, it's funny enough when the stuff like that happens at like third team rugby. And yeah, people do stuff like that. But the fact that he was the goat. Yes, <laughs> and he still did all of this. But did he have to be to get away with it? You know, probably. And I guess yeah. it's not like you know, like Michael How... Jordan was so competitive that he just yeah. took every single advantage. Yeah, he was so naturally talented, Pujol Bear, that he didn't need to do that. How good would he have been sober? I imagine. Imagine, yeah. Or if he had any lungs left, like... <laughs> How did he play 80 minutes? I was going to say, do we reckon he played any games post-death? Yeah, he was far fitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Sean Edwards got to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, Sean man. Edwards killed him and revived him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Crank 2. Oh, man. Starring Jason Statham. Because the, have you ever seen Crank 2? I've not. Have you seen Crank? No. Why am I talking to you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I wasn't meaning to bring this up. So, spoilers for the film Crank. Uh, yeah. But he dies at the end, the main character, played oh, by Joseph Statham, Chef Chelios. And the oh, tagline the tagline for <laughs> Crank 2 is, he was dead, but then he got better. Mm. And he never... Oh, they do, actually, they do explain how he got... But, you know, he comes back to life. Yeah. Um, and now he's powered by electricity. Um, I really, it's really good, but it's not as good as Crank. I really want to believe in reincarnation as just mm. a concept now, because that means that there is somebody in the world who is Pooj. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> He's playing a different France. sport. He's taking up like croquet. Hey, could be Marty Banks. Could be Marty Banks. Ooh. Reincarnated as a New Zealander. And he I... just had that one moment where his past life just flashed into his head before he was about to He recalled his past life. 
like Uncle, Uncle Boo Me. Me. It all comes in a circle. Oh man! Welcome back to the Uncle Boo Me cast. Yeah. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. Is that um, what we should call this? Like this is the the spin off? Because uh... we kind of we talked about doing our two ideas for like a, a rugby podcast thing. Yeah. Was either the World Cup retrospective thing that we started doing. Yeah. Or it was doing a kind of spin off on peripheral bits about rugby. Yeah. I think yeah. This ties yeah. into it, and I think yeah. maybe we do this as bonus bits. Yeah, I like that. I like um, that. Um, like basically the way i phrased it to you when we talked about it the other day uh very briefly was just anything that's really really terrible we just discuss it like it's a world cup match yes yeah <laughs> kind of peripheral rugby bit so like talking yeah. about the kick and talking about yeah, yeah, as in yeah. the, the film the kick the, the stephen donner biopic not yeah. just a kick yeah um that's what the it. film is about it's just about a kick yeah it's not even an impre- it's a kick from between the posts yeah. um i just kicked you could have coronavirus i thank you i'm i'm delighted to have it yeah uh, it's a real honor and privilege so yeah so we may do more of this if you enjoy it please yeah. let us know things um <laughs> and we may see you in the future but for now i say wherever you are in the world go to your kitchen pour a glass of red wine yeah. and toast to the one and only yeah thank you for listening and also happy birthday man oh, thank you i forgot yeah yeah bear pujo bear it's yeah. all about pujo bear it's not his birthday in fact he will have died 10 days and 26 years ago oh so rest in peace yes. rest in pujo bear he won't want to be peaceful in death he wants That's he wants to be true, raving actually. in death yeah. he wants he wants heaven to be like an all night club yeah where alexis palaton's in there with i bet he's just there on a rugby league year. just smacking yeah. everybody <laughs> You know, reading poems about, you know, oh, I guess his yeah. dad's... No, he's, his dad's dead as well. Him. So, yeah, he's yeah. got to go and play rugby league again to annoy yeah. him. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, R.I.P. Pooja Bear, the goat. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.